You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. It's our weekly podcast for Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. We're so glad that you are here tuning in with us today. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm the host for today's podcast. So we're in the middle of this series called The Iceberg, and the whole concept of this series is we often see the top layer, the very the, the very top of things going on, but there's more going on beneath the surface that is driving those behaviors, those activities, those actions. And uh, if we don't deal with the stuff going on below the surface will never deal with the stuff going on above the surface. And I use this uh, little story, if you didn't get to hear Sunday sermon, I use this little message uh, about a time when I was watching Clean Sweep. It was a TV show way back in the day, and before HGTV, I think was even a thing, where they would come in and help clean up somebody's room. And this guy had this old broken vacuum that didn't work, and they don't even sell parts to fix it. It was not even going to be fixable in the closet, And uh, but he wouldn't get rid of it. And uh, when the guy started asking why, he said, well, it was because it reminds me of my mom. And uh, he starts like crying and they kind of work their way through it and emotionally help him to let go of this thing. And what I think is so fascinating about that, there's many things, but one of the things I think is fascinating related to the series is here's this guy, he's got a thing, it's sitting in the closet, it's uh, in the way, they need the space, but he doesn't know what to do with it. He can't figure out what to do with it. So he just keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is every time he runs up against his box, he just boxes it back up, sticks it back in the closet, shuts the door, and tries to ignore it. But it won't go away. And I think that happens for a lot of us. There's just these... Um, behaviors, these uh, attitudes, these perspectives, these things we, at some point or another, we probably picked it up from something that happened to us or some way that we needed to feel safe in the world. So we started acting in certain ways, doing things in certain ways. And so what happened was we just boxed it up, we stuck it in the closet and we tried to ignore it until one day we open the closet and it comes falling out on us or we open the closet, gosh, we really got to use that space for something. And the way that usually plays out is, you know, you end up in a conversation with your spouse or with your children or with your friends and all of a sudden you're about a certain way or a certain topic and a certain thing. Now, I bring that up. I'm going to be really practical for a minute. This is true for me. So part of the reason I assume it's true for you is because it's true for me and it's true for a lot of the people that I talk to. Maybe I only talk to people who are just like me. I'm not sure, but I'm going to guess that you're like me for a minute. And what I have discovered in my life is somewhere along the way, something happened to me and I felt unsafe in that moment. And again, let's unpack unsafe for a second. Unsafe doesn't necessarily mean that you thought you were going to die. Unsafe doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, I don't know, that you were, were being threatened in any way. But for whatever the reason being, it could be emotionally or physically or even the ability to be vulnerable. You felt unsafe in the world. So you learned that, hey, I'm going to react this way. I'm going to act in this pattern. And then it worked. You saw some sort of result that allowed you to feel safer as a result of acting that way. So you made a decision, and you might have been five, you might have been 10, you might have been 25. Whatever it was, you made a decision, I'm going to keep acting this way when these kinds of things happen, because otherwise I don't know if my needs will be met. And that last phrase is critical. Will my needs be met if I entrust myself to God, if I don't take matters into my own hands, if I don't run away from this situation, will my needs be met? And I think that's huge because I think there's so much that's driving us that we just don't realize is driving us until we slow down our lives and unpack it and dig in for a minute. Well, 
I found this quote. I think it's a God thing. I found it. And um, the quote is by a guy named Michael Reeves. who wrote a book called uh, Delighting in the Trinity. And uh, he has this phenomenal quote about Jesus. It says this. Sometimes we find ourselves tiring of Jesus, stupidly imagining that we have seen all there is to see and used up all the pleasure there is to be had in him. We get spiritually bored. But Jesus has satisfied the mind and heart of the infinite God for eternity. Our boredom is simple blindness. If the Father can be infinitely and eternally satisfied in Jesus, then he must be overwhelmingly all-sufficient for us. I don't know about you, but that quote makes me think a whole lot of things. Like, number one, I have way, way diminished Jesus in my own eyes. I see him as God in the flesh, but I see him as this man who came to teach all these things sometimes. And uh, I forget the fact that he is eternally God. He is God. And God the Father delights in God the Son, delights in him. I mean, it says it so many times. One of the passages I read out of Isaiah quoted in Matthew 12 this past Sunday says that, that he will delight in him and put his spirit on him. And he's delighted in him for eternity. There's never been a moment that the Father God hasn't looked at his son, Jesus, and been pleased. And not just pleased, but delighted. You know what delightment looks like? You ever have, um, if you have children, I have three little boys of my own. So if you don't, just stick with my own illustration here. Sometimes my three little boys, this dawned on me a few months ago during the quarantine, my three little boys were playing and they were laughing and they were being silly in each of the unique ways that they were made. And I'm watching them and I'm thinking to myself, God, thank you for these kids. I'm just watching them. I'm not playing on my phone. I'm not watching TV. I'm not reading a book. I'm not cleaning the house. I'm not cutting the grass. I'm just watching them. And I am truly delighting in watching them. Everything about them was pleasing to me in that moment. The the way they look, the way they act, the way their personality, I, I can't, I mean, I can't even list it all. I was just it's like, I love these kids. And that's how God feels about Jesus all the time. And somehow Jesus is interesting and fascinating enough to have done that for the Father for eternity. There's never been a day that the Father wasn't delighted in his son, that he wasn't enough for, for his Father. And so if Jesus is enough for God, is Jesus enough for you? Is Jesus enough for me? And I want you to think about that for a minute as it relates to the stuff we were talking about earlier. A lot of this iceberg stuff that's bubbling above the surface, it comes from us feeling the need to take matters in our own hands because we don't trust that God will provide. We don't trust that God will take care. So we better take matters into our own hands. And what would happen if we really saw Jesus the way God the Father saw him? I think this is the heart of what Paul's trying to get to in Ephesians chapter 5 when he says this, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So, in other words, uh, God is love and he dearly loves you. So you can walk in love the way that Christ walked in love. You're able to uh, offer your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength to God as a fragrant sacrifice. And the reason that most of us don't is because we're afraid if we don't, somehow we're going to be lacking. 
somehow there's going to be some gap in us, something that's not going to, we're not going to have enough of fill in the blank. What if I don't have enough energy to go around? What if there's not enough of me? What if, uh, what if we don't have enough resources? What if my spouse doesn't respond in kind? What if my parents don't treat me the way I hope they will? What if my children don't accept me or love me? And again, what if we were to delight in Jesus the way the Father delights in Jesus and then simply say, you know what? I can live the way God has called me to live because I trust that he is enough to fill all things everywhere with himself. And that comes right out of Scripture. And on that I want you to spend your time today, after we're done here, just thinking about, God, what would it mean to really believe that you intended to fill every every nook and cranny of my life with you? Be blessed. We'll see you next week.